Howdy ho, fellow sojourners, and welcome back to another edition of Appropriate the Culture. On today's episode, we talk about the power of mockery and discuss whether or not it is ever morally right for Christians to mock. I'm Pastor Shane, and I'll be playing the part of Elijah today as we appropriate some culture. So Christians are naturally really squeamish when it comes to mocking. It doesn't seem nice. It doesn't seem kind. It doesn't seem gentle. And that's two out of three fruits of the Spirit right there. There's also plenty of scripture that speaks rather negatively about mockery. Proverbs, whoever mocks the poor shows contempt for their maker. Whoever gloats over disaster will not go unpunished. Psalms, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Ephesians, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. A1, Mr. Kevin A. Thompson wrote extensively on this subject on his blog saying, quote, contempt and mockery. Those are the most common responses when we see something we don't like or believe is deeply wrong. First, we mock, we write jokes, share memes, and take the situation to the most extreme cases, which leads to laughter. The mockery leads to contempt. We judge the situation and all involved as being less than us. We see the circumstance as symbolic of all the things we don't like and everything that is wrong with the world. This is the natural human response, contempt and mockery. It's how I react when reading the news, scrolling through social media, or watching people make horrific decisions. Yet, is there a circumstance where a follower of Jesus should turn to contempt and mockery? Is this ever the right response? No. Uh-oh. Somebody might need to tell the Babylon Bee. Unfortunately, continues Mr. Thompson, unfortunately, many Christians never realize this. While it is one thing to know what we should do and fail, everyone makes mistakes and we all drift back to our old ways of living on occasion, many Christians never consider that these responses are wrong. They never take into account how Jesus would have them respond to national news stories, Facebook trends, or the actions of local people that differ from how they believe the world should operate. So how should a Christian respond? He goes on and points to Jesus being mocked during his crucifixion and Jesus responding, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, and suggests that we should do the same. Fair point. And that's a sentiment shared by many. If you type in the old Google machine, is mocking someone a sin, you'll get plenty of Christians that will answer with a resounding yes. Here's some responses. When you mock someone or something for that matter, what are you really doing? Most likely, you are criticizing God's creation. If someone is short, tall, bald, not very smart, how about an animal that walks in a strange way, making fun of any of God's creation? Mocking someone or something that is God-created is a sin. All right, that's another argument. Here's another. We are commanded in the Bible, love your neighbor as your own self. This is the second great commandment. If you do not like to be mocked, you should not mock others. If you hurt someone by mocking, then you are breaking God's commandment, which is a sin. So those are three basic arguments against Christian mocking, which we can summarize this way. Number one, do unto others. You wouldn't like to be mocked, so you shouldn't mock. Number two, what would Jesus do? Do you think Jesus would mock? Number three, you're demeaning God's creation by mocking, so you're demeaning God. Now, I do, of course, think that mocking can be sinful, like the mocking that Elisha received, but I do see some problems with these arguments. Let's take the first one first. Do unto others. Would you like it if people mocked you? 
Well, see, the thing is, it really depends. When my friends or family make fun of me, I get a good laugh. And I think laughter is a good thing out of life and great for the soul. And that's not unusual. I'm not some loon bag. There's a reason people are willing to be roasted. It's not because they're sadists and enjoy getting their feelings hurt. It's because laughter is good medicine and a good joke is a good joke, even if it comes at your expense. And that way, I do welcome some teasing, mocking, and good-natured ribbing at my expense. So there's at least one context in which mockery does not violate the do-unto-others rule. But that's friends and family and tight-knit groups. What about strangers? Would you like it if a stranger mocked you? Well, probably not. But even that is not completely sufficient, because whether or not I would like it is not conclusive as to whether or not it's morally permissible or right or wrong. For instance, I wouldn't like to be called evil, or to be called a hypocrite, or to be called a liar, or to be called a brood of vipers, or to be equated with a dog, or to literally be called the son of the devil. I would not like that. And the people that Jesus, what? What a twist! The people that Jesus said that to, for the most part, also did not like that. So whether or not I would like it is not in itself conclusive as to whether or not it is sinful. Do unto others is a good guiding principle, but we can't oversimplify it. I would like people to tell me the honest and hard truths, even if I don't like what they say. The harsh statements of Jesus are serving a good function. And even people who are against mocking aren't against words that might hurt or offend. Back to Kevin A. Thompson. We shouldn't water down the truth. We don't pretend their actions are acceptable. Without fear, we speak the truth. Yet we do not use that truth as a way to beat others up. Okay, but that's really ill-defined. Your argument against mockery is, what would Jesus do? Did Jesus beat others up when he spoke the truth? I don't think you can say much worse than, you're the son of Satan, other than maybe you're the son of Tom Brady. Is Jesus saying you're the son of the devil beating others up? Why not? Is mockery always beating up others? How is that defined? They're beat up if they got hurt feelings from it? If they take offense? Jesus offended all kinds of people, mostly religious people, but others too. He takes a shot at Herod. At that time, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said to him, leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. He replied, go tell that fox, I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow, and on the third day I will reach my goal. That's name calling. Or do you think fox was meant to be a compliment? What would Jesus do? Well... He might insult people and then fashion a whip and start hitting people with it because that's some things he did. If your picture of Jesus is Mr. Rogers, then I don't think you've read the Gospels. Now, you might say, all right, Jesus does offend people by his words. He does kind of insult the religious people, some politicians, and some ordinary folks too. But only Jesus is morally permitted to do so. Really? Because uh, John the Baptist said similar things to Jesus. He also called people a brood of vipers, and he also called out Herod too. And Herod did not like it. The apostles and the prophets say all kinds of harsh statements. The prophets were killed and persecuted because they offended people. And the clearest example of mockery comes to us from Elijah. 
At noon, Elijah began to taunt them, saying, Shout louder, he said. Surely he is a god. Perhaps he is deep in thought, or busy, or traveling. Maybe he is sleeping and must be awakened. Now granted, he taunted them a second time by killing them. So it's descriptive, not prescriptive. But even so, it seems to be special pleading that Jesus alone is permitted to speak harsh truths. That doesn't jive with the rest of scripture. So why can't we mock? You can say harsh things, you just can't say it in a way that might make people chuckle. That seems arbitrary. And so I don't think what would Jesus do eliminates Christian mockery. I don't think do unto others does either. And I think we'll see that more by looking at the final objection, which was something along the lines of, you're demeaning God's creation by mocking, so you're demeaning God. Again, obviously and clearly, not all mocking is good. However, let's use Elijah as an example. Is he mocking God's creation? No, he's mocking their idolatry. He's mocking their concept of God. He's mocking their sin, which is to say he's mocking the antithesis of God. What we're mocking does matter. Mock the sin, love the sinner, as they say. It should also be noted that Satan is also a created being of God, and many prominent theologians see great merit in mocking him. Martin Luther said, quote, The best way to drive out the devil, if he will not yield to texts of Scripture, is to jeer and flout him, for he cannot bear scorn. St. Thomas More wrote, The devil, that proud spirit, cannot endure to be mocked. And C.S. Lewis echoed that sentiment when he wrote, Above all else, the devil cannot stand to be mocked. And therein lies a virtue of mockery, which is, it's a great antidote to pride. Legitimately, part of the reason that I tease and make fun of my kids is because hurt feelings aren't fun, but pride is a killer. And I think it's an unquestionable moral good to be able to laugh at yourself. But the only time that happens is if you're the butt of a joke. So when it says in Ephesians, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. I think that includes harsh, truthful words, and yes, even mockery. Not only is mockery a wonderful exercise in humility, but I think it also prepares us for the hostilities of the world. Teasing my kids is playful and fun, and sometimes you can cross a line, but mostly it's a safe way, because they know I love them, it's a safe way to practice not taking yourself so darn seriously and growing a thicker skin. And that is, I think, building them up because Jesus was mocked and followers of Christ will be mocked too. We better know how to handle it, and we better be prepared for it. I have some more to say on this topic, the power of mockery and how it's used in the culture, but you just have to tune in next week for that. In the meantime, as always, like, subscribe, share, review, join my author's Facebook page, follow me on the socials, and I'll see you next week for more Appropriate in the Culture. Music